Welcome to the Unconventional Path, entrepreneurship and innovation stories and ideas. Hi, I'm Bela Musitz, coming to you from Clarkson University. I'm a former three-time entrepreneur, venture capitalist, and now the recently retired, yes, retired, David D. Ray Professor of Innovation and Entrepreneurship here at Clarkson University. And coming to you from beautiful Münster, Germany, I'm Mike Wasserman, Professor of International Management at the Münster University of Applied Sciences, who, alas, Bella, is not retired. <laughs> You're jealous, I can tell, Mike. I am. Congratulations. Okay. Thank you. But down to business here. First, thanks to all of you, both returning listeners and new listeners, for joining us. Uh, we hope you enjoy listening to this as much as we enjoy making it. Uh, many of you often say, Mike, why the heck are you doing a podcast? Uh, I know you got a lot on your plate. And I always answer, well, it's not to make money. Uh, but I do really enjoy doing this. Uh, both Bale and I like to learn from smart and interesting people about how the world is changing. Uh, we like to focus on innovation and entrepreneurship uh, and what's going on in those worlds. Uh, and then we like to overlay our observations and compare them with the lessons that we've each learned over three plus decades as entrepreneurs, investors, managers, and professors. To do this, we put uh, together our network of interesting friends, former students, and business partners, along with other people that we've met more recently, to bring you interesting stories, ideas, and insights into innovation, entrepreneurship, and the people that take unconventional paths to find happiness at work and in life. Today, Mike and I are doing a mini topic. This is when Mike and I discuss a topic of general interest to entrepreneurs. I hope you enjoy it. Today's mini topic is how is all about pricing. How do you price your product or service? So let's get to it. Hello, this is Mike, and I'm here with Bela. And welcome to our latest mini episode where Bela and I discuss a topic of general interest. Hey, and this is Bela. Today's topic is pricing strategy. So when you start a new business, you're going to sell some product or service. What are you going to price it at? How do you figure out what to charge? Well, that's a really important question. So we're going to dive into that and talk about uh, various different things. And one of the things I want to start with is there's another podcast. You know, one of the things that I do is I listen to lots and lots of podcasts. Uh, I'm a runner, so I have an hour a day that uh, I'm tuned into my headphones listening to various different podcasts. And I have a pretty long commute every day as well. So it gives me lots of time. And one of the ones I listen to is a podcast called Open for Business. And episode number three is called Price is right. And if you're interested in pricing, I suggest you go listen to that podcast as well. Always uh, happy to do a little bit of cross-promotion on pricing. So, Mike, uh, what do you think some important points are in pricing? Well, the thing that I learned uh, most in my entrepreneurial career is that you want to have something distinctive about your product and service in order to maintain some control over your pricing. And this idea of being able to charge a premium price is really important. You need to have the product features or customization or uh, a really great service that goes along with it. Or you have to be the only ones to offer this product or service in a specific geographic region. Um, something that allows you to protect your price. Otherwise, if it's something like a car, like a 2019 Honda, Blue Honda Accord EX level, and there's 47 of them, of them um, within three hours of your your location, it's always going to come down to the lowest price. And what we, you know, it's funny, I like to tell my students that um, competition is the American way, right? But really, if you're a business owner, um, you don't want competition on price, right? You want to be able to control that price and charge a higher price 
so that you can make a good margin. So that's kind of my take on on pricing. What's your thoughts, Bela? Yeah, I agree. You know, and I think one of the common mistakes, uh, most common mistakes I see young companies make is they do what I call cost-based pricing. So they take how much it costs them to make their product and they mark it up at some percentage. And they say, that's what we're going to charge for our product. And that, I think, is the wrong approach. You got to value price it. You got to figure out what is a customer likely to pay. This cost-based pricing, you say to yourself, well, that makes a lot of common sense, but most likely it's going to be too low and you're leaving money on the table. So you got to think about what metric you want to compete on. Do you want to compete on price? Do you want to compete on style, prestige, usability, value? Figure out in for your product which of those metrics you want to compete on, and then that's that's how you build your brand around that metric so that people are saying, you know what, when I'm purchasing this product, I expect to pay more because I'm getting this or I'm getting that. Um, and I think that's uh, this cost-based pricing is, is one that I, that I see a lot of. Um, the other interesting thing that I think that came out is uh, the more important the need, the higher potential value you have to your customer. So what's an example of that? So when I'm thinking about, let's say I have to have a knee surgery, uh, even, whether, even if I was paying for it and we didn't have insurance, I don't really think about price. I'm trying to find the most distinctive surgeon that I can find who can do that surgery. Because for me, that's a very, very important thing. So it's not about surgery. But if I'm buying uh, apples, apples are a commodity. And it really doesn't matter to me where, where I buy my apples from. So there, it's a lot about price. Or to your example, Mike, on the notion of you know buying a Honda EX. They're all basically the same. And there's 10 dealerships within three hours drive of where I live. So it's price. So this uh, higher level of uh, importance is also one way to think about your product. I like to give my students a formula. And CV or customer value is what the, it's, the uh, product is worth to the customers. If they're going to buy it again, what would they pay for it? And uh, you want that customer value to be greater than the price they actually pay, um, but not so high that you're leaving money on the table, right? But enough that they feel like they got a good value and they'll recommend it to their friends and they'll leave you a good review. And then that price, right, which should be a little bit less than the customer value, should be greater than the cost to make it. And if you can hit that sweet spot, you're going to have a good business. If you've got a product that customers are willing to pay $10 for, that they you're charging them eight, so they've got $2 of excess value. So it's like, man, I got a great deal. I'd buy this again for 10 and I only have to pay eight for it. And then you're making them, it costs you five to make, you're making $3 on each unit. You're doing great, right? You're going to, you're going to be in business for a while. You know, one of the, the great pricing uh, uh, things that I saw is back in the heyday of Sears. Uh, Sears, the retailer, just declared bankruptcy uh, and uh, liquidation bankruptcy. So this is maybe a, a great example. But back in their heyday, they used to label their product. So let's say they had three different uh, car batteries or three different pairs of jeans, three different models. They would label them good, better, best. And they were priced, uh, the best one being the most expensive, of course. 
So they actually help the consumer figure out which of these do you want. And it was unclear, you know, they looked a little different, they felt a little different, uh, but they were telling you that this one's the best one, this one's a good one, and this one's a better one. So oftentimes, the reason I bring this up is oftentimes you can help the consumer understand where your product is positioned against comparison products. And by helping them understand where it's positioned against comparison products, you can make your product look like a good deal. And I thought Sears in its early days was a master at that, using this good, better, best. Yeah, and even, I mean, Bella, it's an ancient example, and we should have a moment of silence for Sears because they really transformed American (laughs) retail. Um, But it still holds true. If you think about the products that Apple sells or you think about any automotive product, um, they do. They they have categories, and they don't like to have seventeen categories. They like to have three or four categories. And good, better, best is a nice way to frame it. But you want an entry level product that is perfect for consumers that are cost conscious. You want a high end product for people that are um, willing to pay a premium price for a premium product. And then it's nice to have something in the middle, right? For people who aren't quite ready to commit to the high end, but don't want to feel like, oh, I'm going to get the bare bones thing. So three or four levels of pricing with um, quality or service levels to match is really common. And, And the more you're attuned to that and look around, the more you'll see that, that the same company, the same brand has a couple of different price points. And, and so that's an important message for you, I think, as an entrepreneur to think about, Maybe I want to have sort of different pricing levels and sort of different uh, feature sets in a product range so that I can charge more. Uh, Because you're right, it is very common. And so think about it. Is there a way for me to use that strategy as I roll my product or services out so I give customers a choice and I'm competing at different price points? Yep. And you're being clear and transparent. So the customer's not disappointed because they know that I bought the cheaper one, right? And you get what you pay for. And so it's great if it wears out a little sooner. Okay. Next time, maybe they go to the medium or the, you know, the the better version of it. So I I love it. I think it's still really, really relevant. Yep. Well, thanks. We're really happy that you joined us today in our little podcasting adventure. And we hope that you found the last few minutes interesting and thought-provoking. As usual, we have two small requests. First, if you have questions about what we've discussed, suggestions about future topics or uh, potential guests, please get in touch with us. Our email is bela.mike, no, our email is bela.and.mike at gmail.com. And second, if you like what we're doing, please hit like or subscribe on your podcast app uh, or even be radical and consider writing us a quick review. If you know others that might find us interesting, please share us with them. Hey, so that's it for this week. Thanks for spending time with us. We look forward to you joining us for our next episode. Signing off from upstate New York. Hey, Mike, see you next week. Thanks, Bella. Sounds great. That's it from over here in Münster, Germany, on the other side of the Atlantic Ocean. And uh, I hope you have a great week, Bella. This podcast is produced for Mike and I by our friends at Busy Media of Schenectady, New York. They can be found at busymedia.co.com.